entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Mark K Show. The first hour of the Mark K Show starts now. Hey, journalists. Joe Biden is not president-elect. This has not been decided. Please stop gaslighting your listeners. Don't worry. Don't worry. I will not be gaslighting any listeners today. Uh, you will not hear me refer to Joe Biden as president-elect today or ever, really. I mean, I'm a little gassy, but I won't be gaslighting. Um, but, you know, that's either. And look, and it's true. It's not official uh, until it's official. And it's not official yet. The media doesn't get to call presidents. They don't get to call elections. They do, however, really overreact. Um, they do re- uh, overreact to information that is, you know, almost but not quite uh, because they want to make sure that they um, yeah, th- there's a whole there's a whole method to the media's madness. It's not really as uh, as surprising as you might think, even though I hear tons of people. I hear tons of people all over the weekend going, man, the media has just lost their minds. The media is crazy over Joe Biden winning this election. They called the election for Joe Biden and the media just went nuts. I totally disagree with that. I 150% disagree. I don't believe that the media has lost their minds because of this Joe Biden reaction. I don't believe that the media is acting any differently than we would expect them to act. I believe that they are acting the exact same way that we all thought, whether it's crying and blubbering on the air, whether it's insulting the president's weight, which we all we've all heard several times. That's like seems to be the big thing. Whatever it is. Whatever it is, whatever barbs they throw, the the rallies, the chanting, the trolling, I fully expected all of it as soon as Joe Biden was um, announced the winner by several media outlets. Although there are states still counting. There are states that switch to blue, which switch who could switch back to red. There's lawsuits in the works. There's a whole bunch of evidence that's being collected now, and it's circumstantial or it's exculpatory or whatever. They're going to put it all in a in a brief, apparently, and file these legal briefs in all of these states, um, you know, including Michigan, including Pennsylvania, and including Georgia. Oh, by the way, speaking of Georgia, Speaking of Georgia, Florida-Georgia game this weekend. Florida-Georgia game this weekend. Georgia, according to the Electoral College and the mass media, has turned blue. And on Saturday, Georgia lost to Florida 44-28. to They got it handed to them. They got whooped. They got whooped. Fun fact, Michigan also had a game on Saturday. Michigan uh, lost to Indiana 38 38- to 21 also michigan turning blue and let's not let's not forget our friends in pennsylvania pennsylvania turned blue found all those votes for joe biden in the middle of the night penn state walloped by maryland 35 to 19 look i'm not saying they're connected but it just seems to me to be too coincidental that all these states where they found all these ballots in the middle of the night and all of a sudden they all turned blue they all voted for joe biden Every single one of them lost their football game on Saturday. There's got to be something to that. There's got to be. And I'm not sad about you people at Georgia either. What with your middle of the night Biden votes and your Senate runoffs. That's the thing. That's the thing. Georgia has now become, and I know you guys can hear me up there. Georgia has now become the center of the political universe. While they're still counting votes in Arizona, while they're still counting votes in uh, in, in uh, Nevada, while, while they're still tabulating votes in Alaska and North Carolina, while they're recounting in, in Wisconsin pretty soon, and while they're uh, filing all these lawsuits in Pennsylvania and Michigan, all eyes now turn to Georgia because Georgia has two Senate runoffs. And if the Republicans manage to win one of them, they maintain control of the Senate. If they lose them both, America is doomed. America, as we know it, is over. It's hashtag America is over party if for whatever reason the Republicans uh, don't con- keep control of the House. Now, I know what area of the Senate. Now, I know what everyone's saying. A lot of people are saying, oh, pff, that's easy. No problem. No problem. They're going to win both of these easily. Yeah, well, we thought that we thought that about the state for President Trump. We thought that about the election. A lot of Republicans didn't expect the lengths 
to which the Democrats would go to succeed in their uh, plight to elect Joe Biden as president of the United States. They didn't expect what kind of depths and, 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 and dark places they would go to, what kind of criminal activity and, and sketchy uh, you know, means they would use to make sure that they secured the presidency for Joe Biden. Do you really think they wouldn't do the same thing to get control of the Senate? Because right now, the Senate is even more important than the presidency. If the media is correct in their premature calling of Joe Biden to win this election, if Donald Trump's lawsuits fail, if the Supreme Court does not reverse the uh, the uh, you know the, the crimes that have been committed or or do anything to affect uh, the recounts and make sure that only legally cast votes are counted, if that doesn't happen, the control of the Senate is the most important thing in all of our lives. And it and it lies in Georgia, our neighbor to the north. And there's two instances. There's two Senate seats up for grabs. And in this day and age, with what we just saw in the general election, there is no seat safe. There is no election that is certain. And there is no vote that can go unquestioned. So we definitely need to make sure that this election is is watched. It's got to be watched. It's got to be free and fair. The Republicans, they've already put Doug Collins in charge. Man, they found they found the best person, in my opinion, to put in charge of the Georgia recount. And when the Senate race gets going, you guarantee that Doug Collins is going to be part of that as well. But it's going to be it's going to be money. If you people in Georgia were sick and tired of political ads, sorry, you're going to be you're going to be watching nothing but political ads for the next two weeks because it's all it's all come down to the court cases. It's all come down to the recounts. And now it's all coming down uh, to the Bulldogs. Who uh, did I did I mention lost to Florida yesterday? And I ain't sad about it. That's what you guys get. 855-765-1045 is our number. 855-765-1045 is our number. Now, the I guess the election was called by media outlets sometime on was I guess it was Saturday. And one of the one of the things that still annoys people is Fox News. Fox News, who we talked about last week, calling the, the the race in Arizona, which, by the way, is getting tighter and tighter. And nobody else, while, while CNN and the New York Times and all these other media outlets have called the election for Joe Biden, it has nothing to do with Arizona. It has everything to do with Pennsylvania. And Arizona, if you check any reputable source, is still counting votes. It's still undecided. And the vote is getting closer and closer. You right now have in the state of Arizona a difference of 17,000 votes, 17,000 votes, less than half a percentage point separates Donald Trump and Joe Biden. And there are still votes to be counted. I don't know where they're coming from, but there's still votes to be counted in Arizona. Plus, there's questionable things that have been going on. Plus, there's lawsuits, I'm sure, which are are going to be filed. The count continues, and this state is one of the closest in the nation, yet Fox News already called it before anyone else. Then this weekend, when Judge Jeanine Pirro wanted to go on her show and discuss the lawsuits, discuss these problems with the election system, discuss all of the evidence that's coming out of some kind of voter fraud or vote tampering or just inconsistencies in the election that seem like they should be remedied, when she wanted to take to her show, I believe on Saturday night and do that, Fox News pulled the plug. They canceled our show. They said, you're not doing that. You're not going on the air and you're not telling this side of the story, which left people who were fans of Fox News scratching their heads even more. They were scratching their heads already. Now they're scratching their heads. What is happening over there? First, they call Arizona before anyone else, a state that's still too close to call by every other standard of journalism. And then they cancel Janine Pirro because she wants to uh, give the president's viewpoint on their network. People, there was there was a mass exodus to of uh, from Fox News this weekend. Newsmax was trending on Twitter. Everyone was like, "Go to Newsmax, go," which was great because we have a show on Newsmax. Everyone was go to Parler, forget Facebook, go to Parler. People de- uh, deleting their apps left, right, and center. We have uh, coming up later today the CEO of Newsmax, Chris Ruddy, who's going to talk a little bit about the Fox News reaction, what they're doing, why maybe they're doing it, and how it's going to change the landscape of the news industry as we go into the next four years, whomever ends up winning this presidential election. Plus, we got a bunch more of your open mic messages. I have some of that media reaction, which is just too good not to share. It's just too good not to share. Some really crazy. Again, I expected all of it, but it's but you. I mean, some people are still 
a little surprised at what's going on. Anyway, we'll get to all that. We got some of your phone calls. We have a really, we got a lot to do today and very little time to do it. This is the Marque Show on 104.5 WOKV. We'll be right back. The Marque Show. My name's Marque. Someone please explain to me how does all the incumbent Republican House members keep their seats. We're pretty much keeping the seats in the Republican Senate, but you lose the Republican presidency. Doesn't mathematically make sense. It doesn't. And one of the big problems that they're running into in Pennsylvania is guess what? They're finding these ballots, a whole buttload of them, which is a legal term. And uh, basically, this buttload of ballots has a mark for Joe Biden on the top, a vote for Joe Biden on the top, and then no other marks underneath for any other elections. No mark for the House of Representatives. No mark for, uh, let's see, in Pennsylvania, I don't think they had a Senate election. No mark for anything else. No mark for any amendments or or, or soil and water conservationists uh, that they wanted to, should this judge be retained, uh, whatever it is. There was just marks like like 130,000 people showed up at the polls just to vote for Joe Biden or mailed in their ballot just to vote for Biden. Didn't care about any other race. Is that something that we're supposed to believe? Well, we're going to go to court and find out because that's what you do in the United States of America. All right. Let's talk a little bit about. So the media reaction to this election, first thing that they did was they called the race for Joe Biden. They did it in the middle of the day on a Saturday. What I think happened was Joe Biden came out Friday night. He, they, everyone thought Pennsylvania was going to be called on Friday and that would push Joe Biden over the edge and he would be president. So what happened was Joe Biden planned this big speech, was going to take over network television Friday night with Kamala Harris and they were going to make their big announcement. Congrats. We're so excited to be the senator and senator-elect of the United States of America, because as we all know, Joe Biden was running for senator. So that was the plan. Didn't happen. They didn't get the votes. They didn't get close enough. They had to just go out and say, we're still confident it's going to happen yet. We're still confident. So by Saturday morning, I think what happened was the Democrats called these media outlets, CNN and Fox News and everyone else, and said, look, we this guy needs, we can't keep him up anymore. If you, you got to call this thing, he can talk tonight, but then that's it. He's got to go back in the hole for a couple days. You know, he doesn't, he's not used to being out and about and doing this much talking and campaigning several days in a row. It's like one day on, four days off with Joe Biden. So they called me, they're like, please just call Pennsylvania. Call Pennsylvania, call something, push him over the edge. We'll make the announcement tonight and we'll be done. And they're like, fine. We'll just, that's fine. And then they all, they all just, got together, called Joe Biden the winner, and then people erupted and people went out in the streets because, as many people have pointed out on social media, it's, what was that? As many people have pointed out on social media, it is not. In 37 years, he what is happening? Oh. Can you turn that off? Thanks. Uh, as many people have pointed out on social media, there are, uh, it is too, it is too unsafe to go and vote in person. Yet when the person you voted for becomes the president-elect of the United States, so so called, you can run out into the streets and dance and cajole and jeer and hug and high five, and there's no problem whatsoever. And there was no call by Joe Biden to cancel these events, to st- to go back inside. No, Kamala Harris was not out there saying, "Please stop singing YMCA in front of the White House." You're, it's a super spreader event. This is exactly what we didn't want to happen. And now it's happening all over. So that's, I think, what the plan was. Well, the media also, when that happened, they had a, I mean, they were unleashed with emotion. It was, they dropped any semblance of any kind of nonpartisan, unbiased journalistic reporting. It was all out the window. Now that their guy had, in their own opinion, won the election and Donald Trump was gone and the Republicans would soon be washed away and as and there would just be a hazy bad memory. Now that that happened, they were free to just do whatever, dance on the graves of democracy. And that's what they did. They they pulled the masks off and they couldn't help but be overjoyed and ecstatic <laughs> with the fact that they were able to prop Joe Biden up. For so many months and push him over, just shove and even pull. Some were pulling, some were pushing. And, uh, you know, they, they tied up. They got like the CNN truck and they tied it up to a rope and they were like, let's go. And they pulled him right over the finish line. And they just could their motion. It literally Van Jones from CNN openly weeping, a grown man crying for like like bowling, not just tears of joy, 
openly bawling on television. We'll bring that to you here in just a minute. Uh, but first, we have to take a quick break. 855-765-1045 is the number. 855-765-1045. Quick break. More of the Marque Show coming up on 104.5 WOKV. I am so tired of politics. Not everybody's happy with Biden being the next president. Not everybody was happy with Trump being president. Deal with it. It's four years. And let's move on. We have lives to live. Oh, yeah. And that Corona thing, it's real. Uh, yeah, it's just four years. It's just just move on. Why don't you just move on? It's just, so you didn't win the election. Boo, hiss. Just move on because nothing's going to happen in four years. Oh, yeah. Look what happened in the last four years. Four years ago, did you think that there would be a coronavirus? Four years ago, did you think you were going to get a tax cut? Four years ago, did you think that the Jewish embassy, or the uh, Israeli embassy, um, I'm sorry, did you think that the American embassy in Israel would be in Jerusalem? Four years ago, did you think that there would be peace deals between Israel and Bahrain and the United Arab Emirates? Did you think four years ago, did you think that we wouldn't be involved in any wars and that we would have more troops coming home than ever before? Did you think four years ago that black unemployment would be at the lowest level ever, that African-American women, would their unemployment would be at the lowest level ever, that all minority unemployment would be at the lowest level ever? Did you ever think four years ago that corporate taxes would decrease and jobs would come back? No, no, it's just it's just four years. What can happen in four years besides uh, criminal justice reform, besides all those uh, you know, black colleges and universities, historically black universities, getting 10 years, 10 years worth of funding? But it's just all it is. All it is is four years. Think about all the good things that happened in the last four years. Think about all the amazing things. Think about how before this election, where supposedly Donald Trump didn't get as many votes as Joe Biden, 56 percent of the people, according to the Rasmussen poll in this country, said their lives were better off today during a pandemic than they were four years ago. Think about the think about the Ukrainian investigation that found nothing. Think about the Russian collusion investigation that found nothing. Think about the articles of, of impeachment that found nothing but went forward anyway. Think about the Senate hearing of Donald Trump where he was found not guilty of all of those articles of impeachment. Man, but it's only it's only four years. Think about how different things are now than they were four years ago and how much better they are now four years ago. And just realize that as good as things are now, as opposed to four years ago, four years from now, they could just be just as bad, if not worse. In the four years that Donald Trump helped make America great again, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris will definitely switch back the clock, turn it around. And four years from now, four years from now, it could be just as bad. But no, you know what? Just just get just deal with it, she says. Just deal with it. Why? Why? The Democrats didn't deal with it. Democrats didn't deal with it for four years. They said it was a phony election. Do you remember how many Democrats sat out of the inauguration, boycotted the inauguration? Why? Because they said Donald Trump's presidency was illegitimate. And did they call voter fraud? No. They called some kind of James Bondish Russian interference. They picked a plot right out of some kind of uh, some kind of ridiculous Austin Powers movie. It's the Russians, baby. Yeah. And they thought that was the reason that Donald Trump won the election, because he was Putin's puppet. And they were going to find, man, Donald Trump was fixing to make millions of dollars in Moscow and in St. Petersburg and wherever else he was building hotels and casinos and whatnot after the election. Four years they investigated this guy. It wasn't until it wasn't until 2019 that the articles of impeachment passed in the House of Representatives. That's three full years that they investigated the election they investigated election interference they tried the evidence that was the totally shady made up in many cases and then three years later did they come to a conclusion that donald trump uh was an illegitimate president it's been it's been not even a week tomorrow is one week since election day joe biden was called by the media on saturday it's been two days talk about the washington examiner trump accuses democrats of cheating well what goes around comes around many democrats and their allies in the media are angry that president trump has accused joe biden and democrats of cheating 
to win the presidency. No doubt some are frustrated, even in victory. But why should they be surprised when Trump says the other side cheated? After all, they said the same thing four years ago after the 2016 election. And they didn't do it for just a week or two. Democrats pressed the cheating accusation to extraordinary lengths month after month and year after year, inflicting as much damage on Trump's presidency as they possibly could. Today, after the 2020 vote, Trump's accusations won't have the same effect. They will be dismissed. They will be ignored by much of the media, as opposed to 2016 to 2019, when comparably groundless anti-Trump allegations were given daily headlines. But the fact is, in the Trump era, some Democrats made a false accusation of cheating part of their political strategy. They are in a poor position to complain about it now. But they will. 855-765-1045. Not only are they complaining about it, but uh, the Democrats, especially in the media, and I hear this again. People are like, the Democrats have lost it. They've totally lost their minds. They've gone over the, they've gone over the deep end. Trump not conceding this election and Joe Biden being called early as the next president of the United States has just made the media go berserk. And I beg to differ. I feel like they've always been berserk and the way that they're reacting is 100% foreseeable. Look at Anderson Cooper. And this was from last week after Donald Trump had his press conference. This was before they called the election for Donald Trump. But Anderson Cooper's reaction to Donald Trump saying, I'm going to fight this in court. Just the same way Al Gore reacted in 2000 and just the same way the Democrats reacted in 2016. That is the president of the United States. That is the most powerful person in the world. And we see him like an obese turtle on his back flailing in the hot sun realizing his time is over like you know calling the president of the united states an obese turtle in the hot sun flailing because he realizes that it's all over was nancy pelosi a fat turtle or a drunken turtle or a, a drunken i don't know what's some other give me another amphibian a drunken toad what's another i don't know flailing in the hot sun after three years of impeachment inquiries, after the Mueller report found there was no there when there was no collusion, when there was no Russian interference in the election, when there was no obstruction of justice found by Mueller. And that report was published. Where was Anderson Cooper saying Nancy Pelosi's flailing around like a like a like a like a drunken fat gecko in the sun, realizing that her tail's been pulled off. And while her tail's still wiggling around like they do when you pull the tail off a gecko, it's over. There was none of that. There was none of that. There was full support for what they were doing. And when Joe Biden was declared the winner, when Joe Biden was declared the winner on Saturday, Van Jones, <laughs> Van Jones, also from CNN, literally became a blubbering, bawling little child on live television. This is the live reaction of Van Jones, supposed journalist on a supposed news network reacting to Joe Biden supposedly winning the election. It could well be. Uh, you know, I don't know what's going right, that's Bernie. <laughs> he sounds a lot like Bernie Sanders, Mark. No, that was Bernie. This is him. Listen carefully. Well, it's easier to be a parent this morning. It's easier to be a dad. It's easier. It's easier to tell your kids character matters. It matters. Tell them the truth matters. Being a good person matters. And it's easier for a whole lot of people. If you're Muslim in this country, you, you, you don't have to worry if the president doesn't want you here. If you're an immigrant, you don't have to worry if the president's going to be happier to have babies snatched away or send dreamers back for no reason. This is vindication for a lot of people i thought my tv cables were loose when i was like the audio cable i thought he was like this vindication but what dreamers cages i thought the, you know because sometimes the audio goes out so i went i was diddling the cables in the back but i just realized he's he's blubbering like an idiot on television on television why because joe biden won the election and now all of a sudden magically these kids who are not being kept in cages or were being kept in cages that joe biden built are now going to be released. And Muslims who weren't allowed in the country, except they were, can now freely just come on in from anywhere. This is Van Jones' reaction.
This is happening on a news network. This is not unbiased journalism. This is this is the opposite of that. This is it's also pretty pathetic when you think about it. This is even worse than than uh, than Anderson Cooper calling the president a fat turtle flailing in the sun. But it went on that If you're thinking, God, what is he crying for like 30 seconds? No, he was crying for like 30 minutes. Listen, and you're worried about your sister. And can she just go to Walmart and, and get back into the, her car without somebody saying something to her? And, 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 and you spent so much of your life energy just trying to hold it together. And this is a big deal for us just to be able to get some peace. I'll tell you, I've been going to Walmart for years, and people yell at me when I'm getting into my car all the time. I don't know what's going on with this. I'm glad his sister, now that Joe Biden's president, his sister can go to Walmart, and nobody's going to yell at her. I literally went to Walmart yesterday, and like three people yelled and cursed at me uh, about my park. Apparently my parking. I had some problems. I wasn't looking when I was back. It doesn't matter. You're, look, I don't, care who the pre- I don't care who the president is. You're going to get yelled at when you go to the Walmart. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five is. I hate if he reacts that way when he thinks Joe Biden wins. I I can't wait to see his reaction when he finds out that Donald Trump actually got more votes. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. It's the Marque Show. Quick break. We'll be right back. words of dr phil those who have nothing to hide hide nothing that's great that's who we need in charge of the doctor now look i'm not saying that i would do this but this is what you should do those that don't have nothing to hide hide nothing or will wait what was it i don't know uh listen before before we before we get you do to, the rest of the show in the dr phil accent I'm good. <laughs> hey I'm jacksonville good. hey jacksonville listen it's dr phil and i know we got some problems with quarterback but here's what I would do. I'm not saying this is what you should do, but this is what I should do. Oh, man. Cash me outside. How about that? <laughs> okay, anyway. Now listen, on a serious note, uh, more of the media reaction. This is one of my favorite stories, probably of all time, and it's from NPR. And it's about Joe Biden bringing dog, dogs back to the White House. Let me re- I'm going to read you this story from NPR about the election. It's the question that millions of Americans have spent five long, anxious days waiting and wondering about. Will there be any dogs in the White House come January? Okay, in what was likely the most consequential election of a lifetime, this is probably the least consequential implication. But it's true. After four years of a president who couldn't abide pets, Dogs will once again cavort on the White House lawn. And yes, President-elect Joe Biden did campaign on that platform, at least on social media. And then they posted a bunch of tweets from Joe Biden that said, let's put dogs uh, back in the White House. Biden and his wife, Jill Biden, have two German shepherds, Major and Champ, which, by the way, those are the two most Joe Biden names for dogs. Hey, Champ. Hey, Major. I mean, that, think about it. I thought he probably he wanted to call him Chump. Uh, but you know, he was, he was, maybe he was wearing like a red scarf. He goes, Hey, chump, put on a blue scarf, call you champ. Um, while there's a very long tradition of presidential pets, one of the Biden dogs will be making a bit of history. NBC news has reported. (laughs) NBC news has reported that major will be the first rescue dog in the white house. The Biden's fostered and then adopted major two years ago through the Delaware humane society on twitter democrat dogs are unleashing a lot of joy over the news rex the tv terrier tweeted as promised i will be picking a winner for this mask in celebration of the victory of biden harris 2020 i will put names in a bucket and pick one at random uh vanessa vasquez dogs for biden we're so happy we did it what does she mean by we did it were the dogs actually voting Because that's something we probably need to check in on. Maybe they have dogs on the voting registers in Pennsylvania and in Wisconsin and in Michigan. Maybe that's where all those midnight votes came in. From we need to somebody go back, get Rudy Giuliani, Rudy Giuliani on the phone. We have to go back and we have to check the voter rolls for anyone named Major and anyone named Champ to make sure that they didn't cast votes for Biden Harris 
in this election. There's even look, there's even a picture. This is Joe Biden with his dog major or his dog champ. I don't know. There's a it's one of them. There's a tag, but I can't read it. There's Joe Biden and his it looks like champ or major is I guess it's major is licking him or kissing him or maybe he's talking to him. It looks like he could be whispering something in his air. He could be like, Joe, Joe, can I be, can I be the secretary of defense? And Joe's like, you know what, major, that's a good idea. Your name is major. All right, major, that's it. You're secretary of defense. I give mean, so 20 bucks says this dog is talking to Joe Biden right now, at least in Joe Biden's in Joe Biden's. Yeah, you know what the good news is, the good news is if Joe Biden gets any worse with his mental and physical abilities, he's got two built in service dogs right there. Major and champ. You just throw a vest on him and he can walk around. They can answer the phone for him. You know, they can bring him his slippers and things like that. They can alert him to when someone else is in the room. They can wake him up at noon so he can go out and do 40 minutes on Zoom before he takes his after Zoom nap. There's so look, dogs, dogs will be back in the White House. Thanks to Joe Biden. Also, a whole bunch of snakes and a crap ton of rats. 855-765-1045. Chris Ruddy from Newsmax joins us in just a minute. We're going to be talking about what's going on with Fox News. 855-765-1045. Quick break. Stay tuned to the Mark K Show on 104.5 WOKV. Does anybody look to see what the penalty is for voter fraud, federal voter fraud? Five years in prison and a fine. Whoa, that is not fine. Uh, hey, thanks for looking that up. We appreciate it. 855-765-1045. Uh, let's come to you from the Marque Show legal expert, that guy, on the open mic messages. If you want to leave us an open mic message, it's easy to do. Download our mobile app. It's 104.5 WOKV in the App Store. You can find it on the Google Play Store, iTunes. There's a little selection there for open mic. And then you hit the button. You record whatever message you want. You send it in. And then we play it on the air if it's, you know, if it's appropriate to play on the air. Speaking of apps, there's this app that we've been on for a while. People are always like, oh, my God, so great to see you here. I've been there. You guys are the new ones. But there's this app called Parler. In fact, with Facebook and Twitter openly censoring uh, pro anti-Biden uh, material, we know with the Hunter Biden story and the laptop, the whole thing with the New York Post, they actually locked the New York Post out of their Twitter account. They locked Kaylee McEnany out of her Twitter account, press secretary, because she retweeted it. They've been flagging Donald Trump. Every time Donald has, Trump has tweeted about the election, they flagged it by saying this is not verified. This is not certified. This is not there's the election still being counted or the election has been called for somebody. Whatever. They're just going ham. They're just going ham with the conservative censorship. So it has really uh, allowed a lot of these conservative alternative social media platforms to thrive. And one of them is called Parler which is like French for, it's like parlay in Pirates of the Caribbean. You know, parlay, parlay means to talk. And so Parler's been around for a long, long time. And I think it it first became prominent when, what was the uh, woman in West Palm Beach who ran and lost, uh, who was thrown off of Twitter? Her name is, you know who I'm talking about. You don't, you don't have no idea who I'm talking about. Uh, but it, Oh, Laura Loomer. When Laura Loomer got thrown off of Twitter while she was running for the uh, the Congress, she re- she jumped on Parler and a lot of people kind of took off. There's a, a podcaster named Dan Bongino, who I don't like to mention because he has more podcast listeners than I do by a few. Uh, but he's a super swell guy. Um, he's also, I think, part owner in it or works to promote it. Anyway, we've been on this Parler app forever. Let, this app has taken off since this election and since Twitter and Facebook have started actively censoring conservative voices and the 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 uh the tags and the and the warning labels on donald trump's tweets it has made parlor become over the weekend the number one downloaded app on itunes the number one a concern and this goes right along with the whole narrative the whole well fox news is dead to me fox news called arizona fox news pulled judge janine pirro off the air because she wanted to give donald trump's side of the story Fox News is dead to me. Facebook and Twitter deleted them from my phone because they're censoring my voice. They don't let me do this, yada, yada, yada. So Parler jumped to number one in the App Store, beating out Twitter, beating out TikTok, or TikTok, as the kids call it, beating out, I mean, Snapchat, Facebook, uh, what's the other, the game that all the kids play, Among Us, everything. I mean, it beat out every. It was the number one app. And last night, I went to bed. I had 6,000 followers on Parler. Woke up this morning, I have 9,600. It's like I went to bed, I woke up, I had I had like three times as many people. It's Now I really know how Joe Biden must have felt after election night. You go to bed, you're losing Pennsylvania. You wake up, oh my God, they found all these people for me. And that's basically, uh, that's basically where we are 
we are right now. So we have we have this movement from from conservative or from, uh, Democrat liberal stuff to conservative platforms, social media and also media. But we have another problem, too. We have a problem with what we thought were fair and balanced or or conservative media now, maybe because Donald Trump's out of power, maybe because Donald Trump's out of office, maybe because of all those things. Now, some of those are trying to find loyalty or audience somewhere else. And it's really an issue. And uh, we think we know why it happened. Um, we've got Chris Ruddy. We're calling him right now. Oh, my God. You got to go teach her how to use the phone again. <laughs> we'll take a quick break. Uh, and we'll be right back with Chris Ruddy from Newsmax. Sorry if, we, sorry if your dogs are barking right now. That was Hannah's fault. Uh, 855-765-1045. Quick break. More of the Marque Show coming up. 855-765-1045 is our number. 855-765-1045 is our number. And man, I, we made Parlor crash again. Everyone's like, I'm trying to get on Parlor to follow you. But look, there's a surge. There's a need. There's a desire for conservative media, social media and otherwise. And uh, and that's why these things are gaining popularity, and that's why they're crashing. And uh, our next guest knows all about that. He is the CEO and founder of Newsmax TV. Oh, I should do quick disclaimer here. Quick legal disclaimer. We have a show on Newsmax TV every Saturday at 5.30 p.m., which is great. And they pay us for that show, but he's not paying us to appear. In fact, we reached out to him because he's an expert uh, in this field. The CEO of Newsmax TV, Chris Ruddy. Mark, Mark, wait till you get my bill. Oh, <laughs> I'm going to send you a bill for this. I think I should charge. I, 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 I want to charge. You know, people in Jacksonville should pay to hear me. Are you I, I Are you charging by the minute? Because we can wrap this up real, real quick. <laughs> what do you think? I'm a Democrat. Yeah. <laughs> Chris Ruddy, th- hey, thanks for being, making the time this morning. I appreciate it. You guys were in the news a lot over the weekend because I mean, you with this Fox News thing, and as a news guy, as someone who owns a news network, maybe you can explain their rationale. But they had. Chris Wallace do a terrible job moderating the debate and actually actively argue with the president. Then they called Arizona way too prematurely and still have not uncalled it, even though it's getting closer and closer. And then finally, they canceled Judge Jeanine on Saturday because she wanted to tell Trump's story. What do you what is going on there? Do you think what do you think their motivation is? Well, it's really hard to say, but it's pretty clear they want to move away from Donald Trump and support of the president. Um, Newsmax TV, let's just go through this. Newsmax TV has announced that we're not calling the election. We're the only major TV channel. Yeah. And we're not calling it because it's a closely contested race where several states have not certified the results and where one of the major contestants says they're challenging the results in those states. They right. already have several lawsuits. When Al Gore in Florida challenged the vote there, no one in the media said he's wrong or that we're still going to project, project Bush the winner. They said, let's wait for the results. Right. And I believe, you know, the, every vote should be counted, and we're going to wait. Um, on election night, Fox News would not call Florida, even though 90% of the vote had been cast. Yeah. Newsmax TV was the first to call it. Other networks followed. What time did you guys call um, Florida? But, because I went to bed, at, I think I went to bed at like 1030, and they had just called Florida on the major news networks, but it was it was 500,000 votes at like 7 o'clock in the, in the evening. Yeah, I think at about 9.30 we yeah. called it, but the others followed, and that's fine. But Arizona closed at like 11 o'clock it was, I think, Yeah. and Fox News called it within with 14% of the vote with minutes of it closing. And people were still standing online, because remember, it's two or three hours out there earlier. Correct. The people were still standing online out there on the ballot uh, waiting to vote, and they're hearing Fox News is calling it's over. So why did Fox do this? They wouldn't call Florida where the votes clearly show Trump winning, but they and Arizona remains very closely contested. There's some people believe ultimately Donald Trump will win there when all the votes are counted. Right. But Fox is a bad actor. And, and we saw with Judge Jeanine, Newsmax broke the story that she was going to do a major defense of the president. They wouldn't let her do it. Um, did, they cancel, Wallace. did they cancel her permanently or was it just this one episode? Do, is she going to be back? Do we know it's this weekend? It was just this weekend. Yeah. I do not believe they fired her, but okay. you never know. I yeah. mean, I think there's going to be a lot of changes, especially after Trump leaves the White House at Fox. And Newsmax, look, we're 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 not the Trump organization. We're not Trump TV, but right. we tell the story fair. And I think our ratings are soaring. I mean, we beat um, we had three million people turn in election night. We had another on Nielsen rated cable. 
Uh, as you know, we're on every major cable sure. system like DirecTV, Dish, Xfinity, yep. uh, you name it. And then we're on all the free services like Roku, YouTube Live, Pluto, Apple. And so we had another 3 million people. They're saying we had about 1 million people a minute watching our coverage. And since then, we've been beating both Fox Business and CNBC in the ratings, which is amazing because we're in less cable homes than they are. Do we know, Chris, how many millions of people tune into the Mark K Show every Saturday at 530? Um, we can we can determine that <laughs> number. I don't maybe have we, it hands Maybe we don't want to look at that number. We'll, we'll wait a couple more weeks. We'll wait. <laughs> 70 million oh, people perfect. the same number that voted for Donald Trump. <laughs> perfect. Well, and, and you have a great show. I mean, it is a fun, interesting show. I got a lot of positive feedback. It well, we a couple of times over the weekend. We appreciate that. And, Thanks so much. Um, and, and, it's, and it's really, people love our weekend shows because we'll have Mark K. We'll have Diamond and Silk. Mike yeah. Huckabee does a show with us. Benny Johnson. Rob Carson, but your show is one of the stellar shows, and it's great. We're so glad you're part of it. And that's why I invited you on to, to heap praise on me, and I appreciate you living up to that. Tell us a little bit about a news organization calling a state, because I still think, I mean, there's a lot of people that believe that when CNN says Joe Biden's the president or when Fox News and, and the New York Times call it, that it's a done deal. And today there's call all these calls for the official woman in charge of the transition team to sign the letter so they can get all the money. But what is the what is the criteria that a news organization is supposed to look at when they call a state uh, on the day of a, an election or, in this case, several days afterward? Well, the, the only reason they're supposed to call a state is there's overwhelming evidence that they have in the initial polling data and mm-hmm. other exit, exit polls that the guy will win because of the gal. You don't want to say a candidate is going to win just for hoping them. And what we're finding is that these polls, well, first of all, all the election polls were wrong. Every one of them was right, a yeah. lie. They said that Trump was going to lose pretty much by 10 points. You go through Fox News poll was one of the worst. Um, and I think, looking back, that they were trying to help. They were trying to help Biden and mm-hmm. suppress Trump voters. It's over. Don't bother. Don't donate. Don't get involved. And um, now every one of them turned out to be wrong. And I think that they're using these these projections to turn, because remember, if you start projecting Trump won in Florida, that gets people excited out on the West Coast. They still have three hours to vote. Yeah. They go, oh, I better vote. This is going to be close. So that's why some people suspect that Fox News didn't want to didn't want to call it because it would show that Trump was gaining momentum all over. Fox has close, you know, it's it, it's it's Chris Wallace. I believe Trump lost. One of the reasons was that debate he had with Chris Wallace right. as the moderator. I mean, it was totally unfair. Well, that's when he, I mean, that's when he rehashed the whole white supremacy point, which I think was, and they kept rehashing it again and again with uh, the NBC town hall the following week and that kind of thing. Uh, but yeah, I mean, clearly they're no, they're not what I think their their consumers thought they were in a crowd in an already crowded liberal media market. Why does somebody you think like a major player that has a conservative audience? Why do you think they make the shift just because they want to they want to find you know find praise from the new organization that's coming into the White House potentially? Or because it feels to me like that's already a crowded marketplace. Well, look, the New York Post, uh, which was very pro-Trump, turned on him, did very critical articles. It was reported that the reporters were told to go hard on Trump. The Wall Street Journal, which is also owned by the same people mm-hmm. that own uh, the Murdoch family, that own Fox News, have also been very critical of Trump, telling him to concede the election. Um, so I, I, I don't know why. I don't want to get into motivations, sure. why people might do things or what their interests are. I don't know what all their interests are. I can just tell you what they're doing. And Newsmax. We've been calling it straight from day one, and I think it's a reason why we're getting um, so many people, 10 million people tuned in last month. I'm sure it's going to be even larger this month. Chris Reddy, have you talked to the president? I know you guys are tight. Have you talked to him since the election, or is he kind of... Uh, I did. You did? How's he doing? He and I spoke with phone. You know, he's not happy. I yeah. wouldn't say he's a happy camper, but he's pretty resolute. He thinks the election was stolen, and I, I can tell you, he's very unhappy with Fox News. And, you know, he has said to me in the past, every time he turns it on, they have somebody criticizing him. I'm, I think he's happy with Hannity and Tucker and those shows. But, sure. you know, they're outlier. They're only a couple hours of the day. Yeah. And I, you know, look, if you tune in, Mark, CNN or MSNBC, you have Republicans on there, but they all attack Trump. They all endorse Biden. Right. I mean, yeah. they're not a fair network. Um, and, you know, Fox is 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 pretty critical of the president.
Yeah, no, it's true. And you see like ABC with Chris Christie, who even today is saying, hey, we got to we got to give it up and move on. Uh, one more question. And just between you, me and the thousands of people listening, have you reached out to Judge Janine yet? Well, I wouldn't tell you if I did or not, <laughs> but right. I do think she would be great on Newsmax TV. I've known her for a long time. Yeah. She is one tough cookie. She's smart. And she tells the truth. That's why they hate her. Yeah, that's um, right. People, <laughs> that's they hate my all. last thing is watch Newsmax TV. We're on. Uh, download our app on your smartphone. It's free. Newsmax TV. You can watch us anytime in the world, any place in the world for free. You can't do that with Fox. We're on all the free apps on TV, on Samsung, et cetera. We're on most cable channels. Just look us up, NewsmaxTV.com. You'll find us. Okay, uh, Xfinity 1115 here in Jacksonville. Chris, thanks so much. We really yep. appreciate you taking the time. We'll talk soon. All right, Mark. Great to be and on with you. And don't forget to get me those ratings numbers on the Mark K Show for last weekend. They'll be huge. They'll be huge. <laughs> Chris Rudiger, but yeah, there you go. And this is something that's this is something that we're going to see more and more of um, as these stories unfold, and it'll be interesting to follow. Uh, now that you have Vice President Joe Biden uh, and his camp claiming that they've won the election, and then you have Donald Trump fighting this in court, the court battles. When when if you remember back in 2000 with Al Gore. The court battle was 24-hour TV. It was on from the time you woke up. They had they had cameras outside of the uh, the state house and the uh, the counting facilities and the was it the uh, attorney general's office here in in, um, in the state of Florida. They had I mean an interviews with anybody they could find. They had experts talking about uh, the difference between a dimple chad and a hanging chad. There I mean you couldn't book a hotel anywhere in the state of Florida for a month and a half. We'll see if the same is true with Pennsylvania and Michigan and Wisconsin and Arizona and Nevada and especially Georgia, where some of these states, the counting is still going on. The recounts are starting and the lawsuits are flying. I have a feeling the media is going to treat it a lot differently than they did back in 2000. Uh, 855-765-1045. Quick break. Uh, we'll get to some of your phone calls here in just a minute. Stay tuned to the Mark K Show on 104.5 WOKV. Someone please explain to me how does all the incumbent Republican House members keep their seats. We're pretty much keeping the seats in the Republican Senate, but you lose the Republican presidency. Doesn't math matter? I may have accidentally cut that guy off. Didn't mean to. Doesn't mathematically add up. Uh, 855-765-1045. Is our number. I haven't gotten a single phone. We've just been so slam busy today, um, you know, ragging on Joe Biden, talking about dogs, talking to Chris Ruddy about Fox News. Let's get to let's get to a couple phone calls here uh, before I start ranting about something else. Megan in New York. Hi, Megan. How are you? Good. Oh, good, Megan. What's going on? What do you want to say? Um, I don't buy all this. He won. There's no way I've gone to Trump rallies. I traveled all the way from New York to Pennsylvania more than once to go to a Trump rally, and I never got in. That's how many people were there. Uh, the major one in Le Mans or Le Mans, how do you say it, Pennsylvania, yeah. in August, September, it was miles long yeah. on the thruway trying to get in. Oh, yeah. Miles. No, it was. I don't buy it. It's true. They cheated. The last. Oh, go ahead. I know they cheated because it's funny how. Trump was leaning so much in all these states, and then the moment we go to sleep, the numbers split. Yeah. No, you're right about Megan, you're right. In fact, I want to play – let me play this Bernie Sanders clip. Uh, now, but you're right about the Trump rallies, and that's one of the things people are saying. The support is just overwhelming. I mean, you went – the last rally Donald Trump had in Pennsylvania had 50,000 people. In Grand Rapids, he had 35,000 people. In Latitz, another 15,000 people. Uh, when he did that rally, the, the, not to mention the 94 mile long Trump, you know, um, the trains that were going up and down the highway, the boat. Par I mean, think about all the boat fuel that was that was used on these these Trump boat parades all over the country. Maybe not that many in Wisconsin. Maybe we needed a couple more in Georgia. You know, maybe we should have gone up and down the Chattahoochee a few more times uh, where it gets hotter than a hoochie coochie, according to um, according to uh, Alan Jackson. Uh, but anyway, but look, I want to play this Bernie Sanders clip because a lot of people are saying, you know, Where's the proof? There's no proof. In fact, Christy Noem, who is Christy Noem, is one of the rock stars of the Republican Party because she's uh, a governor from South Dakota, very conservative. Doesn't hurt that she's very attractive as well and well spoken. And she's been fighting with the president 
all along, not through, you know, through COVID and when he appeared at um, Mount Rushmore, she was there. And a lot of people really like her and focus in on her as a potential presidential, vice presidential candidate down the road. Chris, there's a lot of rock stars in this party that we're realizing, you know, our own Ron DeSantis is right up there, you know, fighting with the president. Uh, we're starting to see others like uh, like Matt Gates from Florida. And, of course, our buddy uh, Doug Collins from right up in Georgia, who's now leading the Georgia recount. But Christy Nome, she was on with George Stephanopoulos. Wait, Stephanopoulos, Stephanopoulos, whatever. She was on ABC, and and George Stephanopoulos lays into her about the so-called proof, basically, again, perpetuating this whole theory that Donald Trump's claims of of widespread fraud, fraud are false. They have come up with zero evidence of widespread fraud. And that is not true. That is absolutely not true. People have signed legal documents, affidavits, stating that they saw illegal activities. And that is why we need to have this conversation in, in court. The New York Times itself said that there were clerical errors. If no you look at widespread what happened in Michigan, fraud, Governor. That's uh, that very different. That we had different. computer glitches that changed Republican votes to Democrat votes. You look in Pennsylvania, dead people voted in Pennsylvania. So, George, I don't know how widespread it is. I don't know if it'll change the outcome of the election. But why is everybody so scared just to have a fair election and find out why are you so scared to find out the truth sure is it widespread fraud maybe we know of a little bit of fraud right now and if we start investigating it we may dig further and further and find more and more instances of it it's the same reason lawyers run those ads for you know we're suing the boy scouts of america if you were ever abused by the boy scouts give us a call or hey do you live th near this nuclear power plant and one of your toes mysteriously fell off in the bathtub give us a call we're suing the more you dig the more you investigate the more you talk to people the more evidence of wrongdoing comes up the problem is the democrats know that there's wrongdoing even in these small spatterings of cases they've seen the tiktok videos they've seen the facebook videos they know they know they've been following eric trump's account they know what people are reporting in michigan in wisconsin they know these machines in wisconsin that changed six thousand votes for trump just made them biden votes Oh, well, we caught it and we fixed it in canvassing. But also those machines are used in 47 different counties around Michigan and not to mention elsewhere in the country like Georgia and I'm sure Arizona and Nevada. But we don't know this because you have to investigate. You have to dig. The media doesn't want that to happen. There's no evidence of widespread fraud, just little tiny instances, which when you add them up, could add up to 100,000, 200,000 votes. In, in Michigan, and, or in Wisconsin, rather, you're talking about 10 to 20,000 votes flips this entire election on, I mean, upside down. That's why the Republicans, that's why Donald Trump, that's why the GOP needs to rally together and not let this go until the evidence uh, is there. And if there's no voter fraud, if there's no votes that change, that's it. But you can't not investigate because you need to make sure that there's a fair and free election. And Joe Biden, if he really were trying to unify people, would be saying the same thing. But I found proof. There was a clip last week from Bernie Sanders. This, to me, I think, is something that people are overlooking or looking at the wrong way. This may be the proof that everyone needs. Everyone freaked out last week about Bernie Sanders on The Tonight Show three, four weeks ago. Sometime before the election, like three weeks before the election, Bernie Sanders was on The Tonight Show. And, and uh, Jimmy Fallon asked him, what's going to happen election night? And here, listen to that. They were all freaking out about how Bernie Sanders basically predicted what was going to happen election night? It could well be, you know, I don't know what's going to happen. Nobody does. But it could well be that at 10 o'clock on election night, Trump is winning in Michigan. He's winning in Pennsylvania. He's winning in Wisconsin. And he gets on the television. He says, thank you, Americans, for reelecting me. It's all over. Have a good day. But then the next day and the day following, all of those mail-in ballots start getting counted and it turns out that Biden has won those states, at which point Trump says, see, I told you the whole thing was fraudulent. I told you those mail in ballots were crooked and I got, you know, we're not going to leave office. So that is a worry that I and, I and a lot of people. OK, that a lot of people said was so wise. Bernie Sanders is so intelligent. Look, think, that is the most prescient comment ever. Wow. How does it? This guy is an oracle of what the future holds in store. Okay, you could look at it that way. You know how I look at it? Bernie Sanders knew exactly what the plan was before election night. Bernie Sanders was like, look, we know that Donald Trump's going to win all these things. He won them last time. And Joe Biden banning fracking. We got to do something. 
And so here's what's going to happen. You're going to go to bed and you're going to think Donald Trump won. You're going to wake up all the mail next day. All Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania, they're all going to go blue. Did Bernie Sanders guess that? Did Bernie Sanders predict what was going to happen perfectly? Or was Bernie Sanders maybe accidentally giving a little too much information before it was time? That, to me, is no coincidence. I feel like Bernie Sanders was in a, was in a meeting a couple weeks ago, and they this is what they came up with. This is not the rambling, uh, you know, brilliance of an old and haggard electoral genius. This is a guy who may have helped perpetrate a fraud and accidentally let the cat out of the bag on national television two weeks before it happened. That's just one man's take. That's just, before, before you flag this tweet, Twitter, that's just my take. 855-765-1045. Uh, quick break. More of the Markay Show uh, coming up right after this. Stay tuned. So the conservative social media app parlor continues its climb. In the last two hours, we jumped from 9,600 followers on parlor to 11,000, which the other Josh pointed out is, uh, what did you say on Twitter? Like 20,000? I think 20 something thousand, yeah. I, it's taken me, gosh, seven years to get 20,000 followers on Twitter. And in just a couple of hours, we got 2,000 on parlor. Also, I didn't know you followed me on Twitter. I thought I blocked you. Oh, did you? Maybe it was. I, yeah. I, I use my alias. Oh, I blocked yeah. Josh, not the other. Day. <laughs> That's what it was. I gotta go back. We're taking over. Yeah, Hannah, go block all. Anyone named Josh, please just block them. Josh off is my, unite on my Twitter. Eight five five seven six five one zero four. We're, uh, we're gonna squeeze in a couple more uh, phone calls here before we get out because there has been a lot of people that want to comment, especially over what's been going on. Uh, what's been going on this this whole weekend? This is William in Indiana. Hi, William. How are you? Very good. Like your show, Mark. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that, William. And my question is, the Georgia race is for the Senate race, right? That is correct. And, okay, and how much money are the Democrats going to put into that race? And if they win that, are we screwed? They're going to put all the money into those races, all the money in the world. There's not going to be any money left for the rest of us. All the money will be in Georgia the next couple of weeks. And if they win one of them, we are not screwed. If they win both of them, it's sayonara, the hasta la vista America, because they'll have the presidency, the Senate, and by a slim majority, the House of Representatives. And all will have a conservative majority in is the Supreme Court, which is not horrible, uh, but it's not as good as it could be. Now, there's a couple of races. There's the Warnock versus Leffler race, which, uh, what's her name? Leffler, Kelly, Kelly Leffler? Yeah, she basically, basically what happened was, um, Doug Collins was in that race as well, but he couldn't he couldn't overtake uh, Kelly Leffler. So Kelly Leffler was Leffler to run against uh, Warnock. And what happens now is because here's the thing about runoffs. People, when it's a runoff, it's the top two contenders. Nobody got 50 percent. That's the deal. In Georgia, you not only have to. This is so it's such a Georgia thing. You not only have to win uh, the popular vote, you have to get more than 50% of the vote because they want to make sure, you know, we know more people like you, but we, you, it's got to be a lot of people. So you don't get to 50%, you got to go to the runoff. And the runoff is just the top two. So now Doug Collins comes out of the mix, and that's a lot more conservatives, a lot more Republicans, plus those libertarian candidates and the spoilers, they're all out of it. And now they go back to the polls, and that should push more votes in Leffler's, uh, Kelly Leffler's category, should push her over the top. That's it. That should be safe. However, we thought Donald Trump was going to be the president of the landslide, too. And look what kind of shenanigans happened with Sonny Perdue and uh, and what's his name? Ossoff. That's a totally different race. That's a totally different race, because what happens now is John Ossoff, who lost to uh, Sonny Perdue. I mean, and Sonny Perdue was I want it's like nine forty nine point six percent of the voters. Just barely, just barely missed that point four percent of the vote. That's that was the difference in the race. Had he gotten point four percent more, had there not been any other candidates or had, you know, two thousand more people made it to the polls that day, uh, then he would have been he would have put the Republicans over the top because Alaska and North Carolina, even though those races have been uncalled, we suspect in Alaska, surely the Republicans will will maintain that seat. And Tom Tillis, we all believe, is going to is going to overcome um, his his challenger. In, in North Carolina because this challenger was, you know, sexting women who he wasn't married to. So Tom Tillis and Alaska, and then if you get two seats from Georgia, golden. 
Golden. Joe Biden, should he actually become president, is basically powerless. He basically has no power. Everything he tries to do, every socialist agenda item that he tries to push forward, every every piece of uh, Trump's agenda that he tries to undo congressionally, every tax that he tries to or tax cut that he tries to cut or raise is is dead in the water because we have the Senate to stop him in his tracks. Um, and so that that's good news for everybody. We can lose one of the Georgia races if we hold Alaska and North Carolina. But if we lose Alaska or North Carolina in some weird twist of fate, we need them both. And losing them both would be very detrimental because, as we all know, the vice president is the tiebreaker. And if the vice president isn't Mike Pence, it's Kamala Harris. Uh, but not yet, because, as we all know, this race has yet to be called. Uh, but a great question. A great, You know, what? there was a report that Andrew Yang is basically moving to Atlanta to help with the fight and get people out to the polls for this runoff election. Chuck Schumer uh, earlier today yelled in the streets of New York, for next we take Georgia, then we take over the world. Because he's basically now the villain, you know, a villain from from the the Incredibles. Um, and that, that's basically where we are. So there's going to be a lot of attention on Georgia. It's going to be all about Georgia. Uh, I may roll into Georgia and just cast a couple votes myself for the runoff because I figure, hey, look, if they can do it in Pennsylvania and Michigan and Wisconsin, why can't, you know, but a lot of us here in Florida living close. It's, it's basically South Georgia. That's what I'm going to tell them. I'm going to be like, I'm going to go vote in Georgia because Jacksonville, that's all I, the way I hear it. It's basically South Georgia. 855-765-1045. We will keep track of that race for you. We will keep track of uh, the presidential race for you. We will keep track of the litigation. We will keep track of as much stuff as we possibly can. And all the other stuff, we will just let fall through the cracks. But join us tomorrow for the Mark K Show, 10 a.m. Uh, stay tuned for traffic, weather, news, and Rush Limbaugh right here on 104.5 WOKV. You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401K, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply.